2001 was a great year for music. Alicia Keys, Blink-182, Stay Together with the Kids, Stay Together for the Kids. They changed it because... Uh, <laughs> Stay Together with the Kids. <laughs> because of the implications. <laughs> that along with Take Off Your Pants and Jacket, that was just a little too much. But there were a lot of songs that we didn't hear so much that year because they were censored by the man. That's right. Too hot for radio. The man known as uh, Clear Channel, now known as iHeartRadio and still just as shitty, but under a new name that sounds more like 2010s. iHeartRadio is one of the worst rebrandings of all time. Yeah, it's so terrible. It was way too late for that, too. When did they change it? 2008. So that was already like a hack bit. Like iPhone, mm-hmm. iPad, I- I'm spending too much money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they need to be more like Blackwater and just change their name like 20 times so no one even remembers anymore. Exactly, yes. Yeah, make it some sort of glyph. Yeah, it's now an onk. Someone should do that. Do the Prince thing of changing your name to a symbol, but it's uh, when you're a, a war criminal company. Yeah, yeah. honestly. How's anyone going to sue you or even write about you? That's the that's the key, man. You got to do what um, all of those witch house bands were doing um, in the mid 2010s and uh, make your name ungoogleable so then no one can find out all the terrible shit that you're up to. Yeah, that's what the Sacklers should have done. Although now they're absolved from any like future liability, so I guess they don't care. But that would be a good move for like Canadian mining companies. To just change, just put like uh, a bunch of like ampersands and like triangles in their name. If they ask you to say it out loud, just be like, uh, I am the CEO of. <laughs> what was that? Uh, it was, uh, you know, it's uh, the common LLC. Everybody knows it's. <laughs> yeah, we got, we got some operations going on down in Bolivia uh, with our subsidiary, <laughs> Limited. And um, don't worry about it. Look, just don't worry about it. Listen to the radio. We're going to be playing some soothing shit today. That's right. Nothing too upsetting. Yeah, I think before we get to the list of songs that uh, Clear Channel... Well, they didn't really ban them, but they just strongly advised that no stations should play them. Uh, So it's more of like a... I don't know. What would you call it? It's not a ban list, but... A suggestion. censorship suggestion. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It was mostly adhered to. You don't have think, to listen to this, but we will kidnap your family. Yeah. And the weight behind the suggestion is that if you do play, like, I don't know, um, fucking uh, Rooster by Alice in Chains, that um, you're going to make America have a sad. That's a weird song to yeah, pick. Exactly. There are plenty that of Alice a- in Chains songs that you could argue are uh, kind of a, a downer. When there's been a lot I think of deaths, but that one's about survival. The fact that it has anything to do with war, though, is, I think, why it was chosen. Seems, yeah. I mean, we were talking about this before we started recording, but I really feel like this event kind of ushered, not 9-11, but like this response to it kind of ushered in like a new era of stupid that we have not been able to get out of yet. Yeah, absolutely. People always say, I wish we could be like we were on September 12th unified but no that yeah. was probably the worst any country was ever yeah to well, accepting I, like world war Two. i mean i remember september 12th vividly i've talked about this on the show before but like uh i remember vividly uh driving through northern california and hearing a racial slur that i had never heard before in my life <laughs> that's how you uni- like from a gas station attendant that's how unified uh 
That's how unified America was. Yeah, absolutely. Just readjusted the racism dial to be <laughs> racist in different ways, basically. Yeah, yeah, we didn't even know who we were being racist toward. Recalibrated. No it. one knew yeah. anything about those countries or where they were. They had never met a person from there. They all were imagining like an Indian person they met when thinking about yeah, Muslims. for at least half of America, that's still true. Probably yeah. like two thirds. They were, they were thinking of Sikhs. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the vibes were bad on September 12th. Uh, People were keyed up, and uh, I remember there being like fighter jets scrambled overhead as we were driving back to Canada, and uh, just like random police checkpoints and like stopping in small towns and everybody just basically losing their shit. Wait, what were you up to then? What was I up to? Oh, yeah. I was just a little light surveillance. Uh, no, I was I was on you tour. You were there just keeping an eye on it. We I were was just, just there keep... to observe it, like those Israeli agents. Yeah, exactly. I was just, <laughs> uh, you know, just uh, stopping in small population centers, uh, talking to the local townspeople, um, taking uh, measurements of height, uh, eye color, you know, the normal normal things like that. Um, but before we get into the music that was banned by 9-11, I think we got to get into the songs that were inspired by it first, just because there's only a couple that we want to hit up. Like, obviously, most songs about 9-11 are just, like, a bunch of schlock, but these couple really stand out as just, like, the shittiest of all. Yeah. I wish music could have the September 12th mentality again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unity, uh, a total lack of self-awareness, um, just letting it all hang out, letting your feelings hang out. Yeah, just phoned-in nationalism. People putting their hand on their heart to listen to a country song. It's like, the flag is strong. <laughs> And our soldiers pray. I mean, that's pretty much the gist of this first one here. Uh, the Oak Ridge Boys, This Is America. The best part, like, the, it's like, okay, the equivalent of when John Acapinti's voice drops in his songs is really similar to this one. But I think we just got to leave it at that and let this one play. Yeah, yeah the guy's doing like a voice changer effect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it sounds like. I'm feeling good about this. It's just like Akapinti where there's kind of a long intro that makes it even funnier when he comes in. The sun comes up <laughs> and shines like gold across the ocean waves. The guy the looks like Charles Manson. He looks like, <laughs> he looks like Charles Manson crossed with Justin Trudeau. He's got Trudeau face. This is the guy who does the Oompa Mama part in Elvira. Yeah, on his Wikipedia it says that's like the only thing he's known for. We'll pay the debt That's part of our lore The singing senators, they the sing I forget which one did the bass It might have been uh, Trent Lott One of those guys All I can think about now is Big Dave on bass because of Oh yeah, Big yeah. Dave Big Dave The Oak Ridge Boys are another band like that Like the Couriers Where uh, they've been going for 700 years And they keep putting in new members <laughs> They're like the real version of the fake band in A Mighty Wind. Yeah. The Main Street Singers. I guess because the brand is so powerful. And the guy's really low voice is jarring on its own, but then when he does a harmony, it's just like horrifying. Like, it shouldn't, if anything should have been banned, it's singing like that. An emptiness surrounds us, pain of loss is all around. This guy can't sing. Like I, I mean, 
You cannot sing. It doesn't sound very good. It's sort of a parlor trick. Like, this is music for old people yeah. where, like, the concept of having four guys and they each have a different pitch to their voice, <laughs> that's crazy. Like, one guy's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. <laughs> oh, in that last verse, there's a lot of good lyrics, too. The enemy has heard us and knocked us to the ground. And then something about how we've re- renewed our will to fight. <laughs> God, if they saw this, they would just be laughing at us. And they were. And they were. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing. They should have sent the Oak Ridge Boys to uh, Afghanistan. <laughs> like, this is the kind of shit that makes people want to ban music. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. You can only sing the Quran. We should have our own record burning for the Oak Ridge Boys. <laughs> Yeah, how about give them some of it? How about we burn country records? Yeah. Well, I mean, jokes on the Oak Ridge Boys. How much America spent, what, a trillion dollars in Afghanistan? Oh, yeah. Way more on the war on terror in general. Like, more like eight trillion. This is America. Yeah, the Hermes are A lot of that did come back to us. (laughs) That's true. It was mostly Americans that benefited from it. True. A, a, a huge amount of those costs of are like a VA costs for veterans and stuff. A lot of people work for Raytheon. Yeah. And we got to keep the, the belt moving. Turn out some crap. That's right. Man, that song fucking sucks. Everyone in this audience is dead now. Yes. That stunk. So this next one is a different one of theirs. This one's less jarring because the low pitch guy doesn't sing the lead, but it's still really I just shit. found out about this. It's horrible. It's a, like uh, a thing an old guy would say to you, like, oh, everything's made in China now, even the American flags. <laughs> just a classic dumb and then guy the twist of the song is that his, his sweetheart is made in the USA, even though nothing else is anymore. Ooh, the YouTube video of this shows a, a <laughs> Nintendo when it says my video game. So good. A Sony Color TV. A Sony Color TV. How could you let this guy sing in your band? He must have compromise on the rest of the band. What do these guys yeah. do now? There must be bass singers. Because as I understand, that's one-fourth of people. Based on yeah. the barbershop quartet. So where did they go? Well, I mean, yeah. as a guy with a low voice, like... I, I can actually sing in the bass register. I just, most of the time, I choose not to. Yeah, for taste reasons. Yeah. Although, this has given me some ideas. Maybe it's, yeah. People with low-pitched voices just have such good taste that they don't want to inflict it upon others. But this guy yeah, like, is a fucking war criminal. Like, Nick Cave has a low voice, but he doesn't sing like this all the time. You know, like, he's... Yeah. It's about dynamics. You gotta... You gotta give people some. Oh my god, it's terrible. Imagine singing to a woman like this. She just instantly gets pregnant. Sounding like a bullfrog. <laughs> yeah, he should have been a cartoon voice actor at the very least. Yes. He can only do like uh, the singing bullfrog, the singing hippo, um, the singing min- minotaur. Yeah. Or he could be like um, a, a talking tuba or something. <laughs> yeah, an anthropomorphic tuba. Born and bred in the USA, from her silky long hair to her sexy long. 
but I just hate hearing his voice in the harmony. You know, it's terrible. Oh, he's riffing. Her silky long hair to her sexy long legs. My achy breaky heart to about my a spider. achy breaky legs. <laughs> oh, man. All right, P. here we go. Last up, Alan Jackson. This one's my personal favorite. I was looking at Billboard earlier, and they had a list of these, and they said this was his best work. No. <laughs> and I don't agree with that. I think Chattahoochee is uh, much better. Oh, yeah. Chattahoochee is a banger. He's better at having a good time than being yeah. somber, I think. I want to just read the lyrics to the chorus of this before it gets there because it's so amazing to me. It's a, I'm just a singer of simple songs. I'm not a real political man. I watch CNN, but I'm not sure I can tell you the difference between Iraq and Iran. <laughs> but I know Jesus and I talk to God. And I remember this from when I was young. Faith, hope, and love are some good things he gave us. And the greatest is love. That's crazy. Just fucking it's amazing. Oh, like every line of that is just so insane, dude. Were people sitting in the corner and crying on 9-11? Was that happening? Uh, I think I saw a few people cry in the days after. I sure didn't. Yeah. Because I was, what, uh, nine? Too old for that. Yeah. You're big boy. I don't cry about the news. If a, if a pet or a person dies, but otherwise, yeah. you think I'm going to read CNN and cry? I don't think so. Yeah. Unless you're like in New York and know people who died or something, then it's like, eh. And you don't like them. Yeah. <laughs> we, were, we were talking about this before we started recording, but um, America is getting like one 9-11 every two days in coronavirus deaths. <laughs> like, I'm not sure people are sitting in the corner and crying. Well, they're doing the same kind yeah. of shit about Jesus and God. Like all, all my prayer warriors, I need you out there giving the the prayer, the prayer fire of Jesus. Yeah. Into my, my but they haven't mobilized Alan Jackson to like make a COVID song, though. You know, even though way, way, way more people have died. My giant yeah. unvaccinated family just all got sick from the same vintage car show, <laughs> and I'm gonna need you to give all your prayers. Driving down some cold interstate. Yeah, at least like evangelicals are consistent of, uh, you know, they do that for serious issues and, and like like gun control or something. They're like, well, thoughts and prayers, but then they also do it for the things that are killing them personally. Yes. So I guess they're consistent, you know. Yeah, it's a consistent ideology, and you have to respect that. Why would you dust off the Bible? The Bible just took an L. You should read the Quran. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, bet on the winner. Yeah, there's a new book in town. Speak to some stranger on the street. Did you This is what we had to listen to instead of ACDC. No wonder everybody went insane. I would much rather hear Hell's Bells. It would have been so sick if they played Free Fallen by Tom Petty on September 12th. They just rubbed everybody's nose in it. The collective response to 9-11 was more psychically damaging than the event itself. 
The people who turned it into a joke immediately, they had the most rational reaction to it. Yeah. Like the people who uh, instantly photoshopped Bert and Ernie going into the towers or whatever kind of memes they had back then. Like they weren't, they didn't go crazy. They didn't become racist. Do you remember the era, uh, I don't know what, late 2000s where... Um, the best example is the VeggieTales thing they posted where it's like the little VeggieTales smiling in front of the towers, like, uh, remembering 9-11. <laughs> the SpaghettiOs was That was a good school. era of, like, corporate Or that might have been Pearl Harbor. <laughs> I don't remember. Now you don't really get anything for doing that because conservatives automatically hate any big company now. Yep. Because it's associated with, like, global finance capital. And they well, unless you say that you like Trump, then they'll buy like Goya beans or whatever. Yeah, but most companies they know uh, they know where the bread is buttered, and they're not going to get all sappy. Yeah, unless it's about like George Floyd. I mean, obviously, cor corporations don't believe anything. It's just no, what, yeah. where the what, uh, be, what cultural are people going to get mad at us yeah. the least about? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. I mean, what are we expected to say? And the greatest is love. Where were you when the world stopped turning? I was in school in third grade. And I remember being mad because my, uh, my friend had an extra copy of Pokemon Yellow that his uncle gave him. And he was going <laughs> to give it to me for $5 after school. But then his mom wouldn't let uh, him come to my house because it was 9-11. <laughs> and like they might have flew a plane into my house. Were they they were worried about like a smaller other 9/11 happening in your neighborhood? Yeah, that's exactly it. Like uh that was the same thing for me where I was in like middle school and we were doing this like gym unit in the morning where we go like walk like a half mile to a tennis court and like play tennis on the real court, you know. And then they immediately told us we had to come right back to the school for, as a safety thing. And I was like, "Hey, first of all, they're not going to there's no target for terrorists." you know, that's not like a big financial center or something, but then B, isn't the tennis court safer than the school? Like, shouldn't we have everyone come to the tennis yeah, court? Yeah, they're not trying to hit outside. No. That plane yeah. Pennsylvania so, like, did There's it like by 20 accident. kids on a tennis court. They were trying court. to hit a building. I was, I was in a Ford O'Connell line on the open road, uh, something I would end up doing for the rest of my adult life, um, driving, bravely fleeing back to Canada from uh, Fresno, California. A refugee. I was I was living like a refugee. That's a song you could play. You yeah, but you could not play Free Falling. Definitely some weird uh, exemptions they got. Like Alicia Keys, who I mentioned, Fallen wasn't allowed or Fallen wasn't on the list. Yeah, I was just looking up a minute ago that uh, Bombs Over Baghdad by Outkast came out a year before this, but it's not on the list. It's because that's they wanted Bombs Over Baghdad. They were like, this is good. It's true. It's we, fine if the bombs are over there. Yeah, yeah. It just can't be over here. Yeah, bombs over Brooklyn, no good. Bombs over Baghdad, thumbs yeah. up. But that didn't apply to uh, Rock the Casbah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Which I remember, In, they uh, they wrote that on a missile, and then Joe Strummer saw it and he wept. Yeah. Or no, that was the Gulf War. So uh, I, guess, the, I guess that's what got him banned. Oh, you didn't like it? Well, I guess we won't use yeah. your song for nationalism then. Prick. Yeah. <laughs> How do you like that? We just won't play uh, it. Fuck you. Phil Collins in the air tonight is an odd choice. Because the attacks happened in broad daylight. Yeah. It was in the air, though. It was in the air. <laughs> no yeah. one drowned. 
Yeah, the only band that was just blanket every song by them was on the list is Rage Against the Machine, which does tell you how like politic like deliberately politicized the list is, you know. Why is Traveling Band on this list? Because there was a travel band. Oh yeah, <laughs> travel band. Yeah, we don't <laughs> Yeah, I think it's there. <laughs> Well, there's a traveling band. I guess we should we shouldn't play traveling yeah. band. Yeah. Dealing with the traveling band. Um, I think because that I think probably because that song start does it start with a jet engine traveling band? Uh, probably if it was in the seventies. Yeah, J- jet airliner. So back in the USSR. Let's see if that's on here. Jet airliner is a great song. No, back in the USSR is not on the list, and it starts I was with a jet engine. Just gonna say yeah, that. Yeah, that has the plane sample. <laughs> Yeah. But the Beatles songs that are on there are insane. Of A Day in the Life, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, Obladi Oblada, and Ticket to Ride. I get the Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds because the word sky. Yeah. But like A Day in the I guess uh A Day in the Life does have um what do you call it? He blew his mind out in a car. In a yeah, car. yeah. There's like some death there was, kind of yeah. related things. And there's, it's like got it's got the line woke up, uh got out of bed, a piece of the twin towers fell on my head. Yeah. You know. Is Obla Di Obla Da on here because it's so stupid and like upbeat? Woke up, got out of bed, I got a call, don't come to work today. (laughs) Is Helter Skelter on there? No, it's not. Big oversight, in my opinion. That's a scary song. Obla Di Obla Da is weird to put on there because that's an optimistic song. Well, yeah, that kind of gets to this thing of like, it seems like, this list and and clear channels like decisions song by song was they didn't want to put anything that was too happy out because they felt like it was inappropriate but they also didn't want to have anything that reminded anyone of what had literally just happened <laughs> so yeah it's such a nonsense list yeah good examples of what you're talking about are uh, louis armstrong's what a wonderful world is on the list and also cool in the gang celebration yeah so it's like, I don't know, you can't have it both ways. Like, what are we supposed to listen to? You can't have a song that's too happy or too sad. Yeah. I guess maybe you're supposed to listen to like Coldplay where you just feel nothing. I, <laughs> I, yeah, I remember there were Muslims it. in New Jersey listening to Celebration by Cool and the Gang. I can't find any <laughs> evidence of it, but I remember it happening. I feel like for the logic of a lot of these is so twisted that it's basically just like six degrees to 9-11 and you could kind of just connect anything back to it. Yeah, you know? yeah, I think if you like... If you unfocus your eyes enough, everything seems everything will remind you of 9-11. It's like Pavements Cut Your Hair is on an album with Hit the Plane Down, which sounds like a plane on 9-11. So cut your hair. We got to cut that, too. Was that banned? No, I'm just trying to think of oh, okay. a logic to ban anything, you know? That would be that would be funny if it was. I don't think it was popular enough to be banned. Yeah. yeah. I just watched that documentary, uh, Slow Century, and I have... Uh, done another 180 on pavement and I think they're good now. Uh, we're going to have to do another bonus episode about them where you take back everything you said on the last one. <laughs> yeah, I I was thinking about that. I feel bad about all those things I said because I don't feel the same way anymore. They, see, they seem like nice boys and also I was like this is basically the story of Wolf Parade. Like, I mean they, they have exactly the same uh, operating system for, for running the band. Like they work really hard on albums. They work really hard on putting on a good live show. They go on tour, and when the tour is over, they just kind of stop paying attention to being in a band, which is like not going to get you ahead, really. Yeah. 
But also it'll keep you sane in the long run too. Like Yeah, and it'll keep you from making totally shitty albums. Exactly. I still I mean I stand by the idea that pavement is like solid but not amazing to me, but I think you're right, their ethic like when you put it that way, their ethic as a band is definitely admirable. Yeah. They're yeah. All right. And they're they're like uh, you know, they're into sports and horse racing and uh just not not your traditional rockers. Horse racing during yeah, I think they're into horse race. I, like they don't own horses, but there there was a lot of talk in that documentary about uh, horse racing. <laughs> I don't like the gambling aspect of it, but I like uh, I like what it does to the horses. Makes them faster, <laughs> stronger. Gives them a taste of their own medicine after flinging us off and kicking us for so many yeah. millennia. Exactly. We're just trying to speed up their evolution and help them out. Thinking about kicking a horse in the head and asking it how it likes it. Although conversely, it'd be fun to go on a horse diet. Like I like salt. I'll fuck with a salt lick. Uh, oh, I thought you meant eating horse. Oh no, I mean yeah, maybe that too. But I think I just want to have carrots and salt licks and yeah, like a oats. tasty, a tasty apple. Maybe someone feeds you a sugar cube every now and then. Actually, the kind of people who uh, are constantly going from fad diet to fad diet would probably be able to fall for the horse diet. Oh, one hundred percent. There are definitely a lot of food rever- food reviewers on YouTube. Who would uh, absolutely go for a salt lick? I could foresee <laughs> yeah. a sixty-minute video of them just like ah, that, that. Oh, it tastes so good. Ah. <laughs> like if McDonald's added a like a cheap small salt lick for you. Oh man, salt lick shootout. That that would be that would be. Yeah. Good. <laughs> it's people talk about it the way they talk about like McDonald's versus Burger King fries and whatever. Well, this salt lick just has a little better texture to it. Yeah, better better tongue feel. <laughs> I think um, back to the list, we should talk about the fact that the band with the most specifically named songs on the list is ACDC. Yes. And all these two are, a lot of them are huge stretches, like Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap. They're talking about uh, America arming the Mujahideen. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It wasn't Done Dirt Cheap. No, it was done at great expense. (laughs) We talked uh, earlier about how if you just do a... a, um, a financial comparison, they came out ahead by several oh, trillion ahead. dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I was looking it up because I was curious. Uh, in the 9-11 Commission report, they found that Al-Qaeda spent between 400000 and $500,000 for 9-11. And then the latest numbers that have been going around for the anniversary for the U.S. side is $8 trillion once you include like veterans, VA benefits, and all that shit. So spending a half a million in order to create a quagmire where uh, Empire spends $8 trillion is pretty fucking good return on investment, right? Absolutely. Like, they didn't, like, Al-Qaeda didn't win by doing the attack. They won by us responding in the way we did. Like, we let them succeed, basically. Mm-hmm. Well, to but be I think fair, that's all kind of well-worn now. But They're allowed to rent the plane for free. We wouldn't be allowed to do that. We can't just take a commercial airline and shoot it down. We've only done that yeah. like four times, and we don't really... It's bad PR. Lockerbie was a disaster. Yeah. We don't want to... Yeah, a lot of heads go rolling. Route. We just pay for the planes now. But yeah, I guess it was a dirty deed done dirt cheap, if you look at it in a relative sense. Yeah. Yeah. Hells, bells, not really related, just, uh, just yeah, about being but... cool. Alex, you had pointed out that this one of theirs... I mean, obviously, it's called Safe in New York City, so that's probably why it was banned is just the word New York City. But um, it, was, it came out in 2000, 
So I was thinking they probably wanted it on the band list to be like, oh, our, our new shitty song is like too hot for the radio. You're going to have to go buy yes. it and check it out. Clear Channel had not acknowledged it as something. All these washed up artists like asking, like, how, how can you get us on that list? We need to be on that list. Is ACDC still making music? I don't know if ACDC is still making music, but didn't there, wasn't there a drummer up on a murder charge? He recently? did a dirty or- deed done dirt cheap. Yeah, yeah. But I he, think it was a federal agent, like it always is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He hired someone, right? And it was, uh, it was a bust. Yeah, it never works. You got to do it yourself if you want to do it. That's right. They released an album in 2020. Jesus Christ. God damn, dude. Like the the main guy who wrote the songs died of dementia in a nursing home. It's over. Yeah, it seems disrespectful to your friends to keep going after something like yeah. that, where obviously there's some situations like when someone ODs or something, you're like, oh, he would want us to go on, whatever. But when you're mm-hmm. like 80 years old and like one guy tried to murder somebody, that guy is dead. Like, it's like maybe it's yeah, time it's to at least stop writing throwing the towel. They just yeah, don't need the money. I will say, though, like ACDC had a pretty good run, like pretty consistent, even their later albums. uh you know, like not a lot of like they had a formula and they stuck to it and it was a winning formula. And, you know, did they hang on for too long? Yeah, they did. <laughs> yeah, they I guess maybe, they're like, uh, they should have maybe stopped after uh, Razor's Edge, right? They should have stopped after Bob They're Scott like uh, Ramones esque, to be honest, in the sense <laughs> that they just made one song again and again, but there's like, a dozen good songs that all use the same formula. <laughs> but if they if they stopped after Bon Scott died, then you wouldn't have like who made who. You wouldn't have safe in New York City. <laughs> you wouldn't have safe in New York City. Ideally, what you would want to do is take a band like ACDC, put them in a bubble, cartel style, for 60 years. And at the end of it, we open it up. They're all dead. Uh, and then you find the tapes and you find the best 10 songs of their career. And you put that out as their first and last <laughs> record. Yeah, no filler. Not wrong. And then you can keep releasing remastered bonus editions with the other songs on them. Mm -hmm. And you put together a touring band that basically plays those songs. It's some kind of like supervillain scheme to create the perfect band and then lock them away to make a greatest hits compilation over like 40 (laughs) years and then release it. Yeah, like an evil Machiavellian uh, record label label owner. Yeah. I think I was going to talk about Shot in the Dark by ACDC. But uh, I forgot about it. But that was their the single from their last album. I want to play that because it's like a joke. It's like if I made an ACDC song <laughs> as a joke. If it had existed on 9-11, um, it would have gotten banned because it has the word shot in it, which is like a crash. Yeah, that's right. it wasn't in the dark, but close enough. <laughs> it wasn't a shot and it wasn't in the dark, but it sounds violent. If it mentions something bad happening, we don't want to play it. It's ACDC. Yeah, it is like algorithmically designed. Like you could have an algorithm do this. You could have had an algorithm in the 90s do this. (laughs) (laughs) Like we can, this is a job that we can automate. We can have a computer make new ACDC songs. This is a band, too, where I don't think they need lyrics. Like, if you just hear the tone of his voice, you know, yeah, you know what's up. Yeah. 
They should have a rapper. <laughs> That'll be DJ. better. A shot in the dark beats a walk in the park. The yeah, that's what I mean about the lyrics. About, like, man. you don't need lyrics there. He's not even bothering to fill in the words himself, Barry. <laughs> the singer is 73. Insane. You know, I, I'm i thinking about it, and I think the song, um, Would That Not Be Nice, off the Divine Fits record, I think Brett and Sam and I wrote that basically fucking around being like, uh, let's... Let's just like screw around and write something that kind of sounds like ACDC or let's just have an ACDC jam and then it instantly turned into a song. It's like it's like a winning formula, you know? It is, yeah. It is a good bedrock for a song. You get that beat down and the bass playing the eighth notes. Yeah, you get some uh, like open chords. Uh, maybe you play yep. an open chord and then you go to the one right above it and then go back down to the original one. Yeah, yeah, just like with the right amount of overdrive on it and that's pretty much it. Yeah. You gotta have shorts on. That's important. I'm not Guitarist a shorts has guy. to have shorts. Shorts in a suit. I don't know where that's you why buy that's... shorts in a suit. There must be one place that makes him a suit with the, with <laughs> yeah. the pants as shorts. Eighteen hundred dollars every time. Yeah. Here you go, Mr. Young. Just the way you like it. Like if this song was the single, then it's hard to imagine what the deep cuts are though. They all sound like this. Doesn't matter. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> That's it's impressive so- actually. It's like if the Ramones hadn't have like tried to branch out and add other instruments, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it does you it does uh you get some credit for being so obstinate to never change your formula. Like Beach House is a more contemporary band like that, where they've made the mm-hmm. same album like eight times now. And like, there's still occasionally a song that pays off for them by doing it. That used yeah. to be the norm. I don't know when that started. Probably the Beatles, but even yeah, after that, so. it wasn't expected that you would do that. Mm-hmm. Like Bowie, maybe it got solidified over the years. But it, I think the Beatles no did expected, kind of like popularize the idea that you're supposed to be changing. Yeah, yeah, and I think I think Bowie like Bowie really pushed that forward because he was after a while it was like he was a different guy every other record you know yeah i was going back like the apex of that oh yeah yeah definitely now it doesn't work as well like it depends though you could do it in any genre like kendrick lamar is that way all of his albums have been pretty substantially different the worst thing to do is to do that inside the confines of a single album where you're like yeah all right this one's kind of metal and like everything has different production on it i that's that's bad this yeah, is the so reggae jarring. song we call this song reggae acdc working title <laughs> new reggae acdc too <laughs> honestly i want to make that now i want to know what that would sound like <laughs> that yeah. is like something you would make an acdc reggae cover man i've I'm talking about uh, my bands a lot on this episode for some reason, but I was just thinking about how Wolf Parade, like, we will title shit, like, uh, see, I can't even remember the real titles to our songs, so something like Ghost Pressure was uh, was titled Beyonce, and, like, <laughs> then we, because we thought for some reason it sounded like Beyonce at some point, I don't know why, 
so that's what goes on the set list and that's what we refer to the song as and people will be like play this song play that song and i'll be like what are you talking about? <laughs> that <laughs> uh, makes me think gonna, that uh we're gonna play a uh, new fast <laughs> the the album track list that became solidified that way that just is what the songs are called is a. Uh, I mean, an album I love, too, is uh, the first Interpol album. If you think about that track list, that's exactly what it is. It's just Untitled, Obstacle 1, Obstacle 2, The New. Like, they didn't even bother to give those songs real titles, basically. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is that is a baller move. Yeah, Sunny Day Real Estate, too. Half their songs are named 7 or 48. Yeah. Who's got time to title the song? Yeah, I never really come up with song titles. It's better than having a song called Shot in the Dark, and the only thing the title's referring to is Shot in the Dark, better than a walk in the park. You always right. know what the, uh, <laughs> what the chorus is going to be because it's the title. Yes. Yeah. Do yes, they have exactly. any songs where that's not true? Um, I don't think so. Hmm. The opposite of the lazy, like, not titling your song thing is the Rob Pollard, uh, the Bob Pollard method where you come up with like a million song titles and then when you need to write a song you're like all right instant prince whip it yeah uh, <laughs> jar of cardinals uh goldheart mountaintop queen directory yeah well Brilliant. He's, he's great at coming up with phrases mm-hmm. yeah end of the day you just got to play your to your personal strengths that's right but here's the thing uh, if he had come across the wrong song title uh, for guided by voices he would have gotten banned from radio for it you know yeah, if you ex- had a song, you know, exploding plane tower, guided by voices, guided by the voices of the mullahs. Yeah, <laughs> let's see what else is on the list. Uh, Jackson Brown's "Doctor My Eyes." I don't know that song. That's a lot a of these song. are good suggestions. That would be cool to play, like the end by the Doors. Yeah, like yeah. I don't like that song. I think it sucks. But if the world is ending, it is kind of cool to play that on the radio. Yeah, yeah. Eve, of, Eve of Destruction, too. Well, my favorite one is uh, The Bangles Walk Like an Egyptian, just because it's about North Africa, I guess. So it's like close to the Middle East. So if you hear it, you're going to be sad about terrorists, I guess. Yeah. I guess you can trace it back to Saeed Qutub. <laughs> yeah, totally. So it, it is kind of the Egyptians' yeah. fault. Yeah, Saeed Kutub wandering around suburbia, um, getting angrier and angrier as he sees people watering their lawns. We really proved him right with culture after 9-11. Yeah, I was just going to say. <laughs> like, it's kind of like watching those videos that we, uh, that we just watched. You know, you kind of have to side with, uh, with, with uh, Kutub. It sounds like a good idea to make a 9-11 tribute song, but it creates a, th- a thousand new terrorists. Yeah, yeah. imagine <laughs> how many uh, young, impressionable uh, men heard Alan Jackson's Where Were You? And they were like, that's it, I'm joining Al-Qaeda. <laughs> Fuck this shit. <laughs> All those fake bombers license. after that? Like the shoe oh, bomber yeah. and the underwear bomber? Oh, yeah. Those yeah. were all people the, who listened to those songs. Yeah, the whole anthrax thing. It's all because the Oak Ridge boys. They were really trying a lot of different false flags. Yeah. They just got them all out. Yeah, just seeing whatever would work. I, I remember, yeah, September... Uh, no, September 11th, like driving away from Fresno, there was a bomb threat. at the. We stopped at a Denny's um, and there was a bomb threat and everybody had to leave the Denny's and go into the mall parking lot and everyone was just losing their mind. God, the Denny's in Fresno. That's where they're going to strike. 
It, yeah. 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 But that's, yeah. that's I mean, literally the mindset of that kind of American, you know, like for years and years after that, it was just like, oh, we got to protect our small shitty town from Al Qaeda, you know? Yeah. It gave well, people like, for the first time the feeling that we could actually be attacked, which they already went through in like England and France and Germany and like everywhere in Europe. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. anywhere like near Japan, but we it got, totally, got off scot-free. It totally makes sense to me. Like, like, cause all through like, let's say like mid fifties up until like the end of history or whatever, 1989, you had this, uh, existential threat of like just walking outside of your, <laughs> your house in Fresno and just getting vaporized. Right. So yeah. there was that, but then also, you know, the American, uh, state was busy, uh, working real hard, brain poisoning people, um, telling them that their neighbor might be a communist, you know, that there are dark forces at work in the, in the deep in the fabric of American society. So I think when America actually did get attacked, all this built up psychosis just popped out and then you're in fresno and there's a bomb threat at the denny's and people are like tearing their hair out and crying we nutted yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah you nutted and it was terrible <laughs> so. yeah and the uh, the war on terror was the post nut clarity yeah the po post nut come down <laughs> lenny kravitz fly away <laughs> man i'm looking at Leonard the lyrics Skinner, of, tuesday's uh, gone they shouldn't play that ever it sucks no ever oh was it literally because 9-11's on a tuesday that's so funny i think it's just because it's sad but it could be was it a tuesday yeah it was a tuesday oh i guess yeah that makes sense um but i have the lyrics of walk like an egyptian pulled up and they're way stupider than i ever realized like i, I guess i never paid attention to the verses well, like, let's hear him all the Japanese with their yen, the party boys call the Kremlin, and the Chinese know, OAO, they walk the line like Egyptian. All the cops in the donut shop say, Woeo, walk like an Egyptian. <laughs> 80s Orientalism was so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty ubiquitous, right? Turning Japanese. It was more fun and lighthearted than the older stuff, but. Yeah. Yeah. It hasn't well, aged that well. Japan was going to be the um, Japan was going to be the economic superpower. There was like this kind of latent fear that uh, Japan would overtake the United States in manufacturing and like global finance. And then you get turning Japanese. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I have that song on a Spotify playlist called "Authentic Asian Music." <laughs> um, another really bad example of that, but from uh, a british sex tourist perspective is uh one night in bangkok which oh, I, defi yeah. I defy anyone to sit through that whole song that's on there china girl vietnamese baby by the new york dolls mm -hmm. uh passage to bangkok by rush which opens okay. with the racist oh, melody. That riff yes yeah okay you know all right they're not you know they're not perfect but big in japan alphaville great song desert Rose. i always wonder like have we ever talked about that on this show? Like, what's the line for when a riff can be racist? Because there's obvious examples like that one where it's too far. But, uh, like, if you try to use, like, the Super Mario theme uh, and play that at an Italian guy, it just seems like that's not far enough yet, right? So there has to be, like, an equilibrium point where it, like, or, or like, a, a line past which it becomes racist. Is it Offspring, maybe? The, um, what is their first big single? Oh, the, is it the... Yeah. That one? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that one's not like... Well, that's just surf. Like, Dick yeah, Dale it's not was over the uh, line. Lebanese, I think. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, he yeah. was. I yeah, think it, I think they're just trying to reference that basically. Uh, okay, okay. Like that one's not, but you're yeah, right. That's so like it, it sort maybe of it's like walking toward the line, but it's not over it. I mean, Paul Simon's whole '80s output. Yeah, especially the manner that he did Graceland, where it's like he's just like taking their songs. Yeah. <laughs> like whenever like Damon Albarn uh, goes to make an album in Africa now, it's like he's just giving artists a good like recording setup and he's letting he's like making records for them but paul simon just went there to just take their songs for his record is it didn't he like not pay the backing bands too i can't remember the like there was was some shenanigans there yeah there was something swirling around that i don't want to say that that's true because i'm not sure but i don't um, remember the details but i do think it's like kind of dodgy with like Damon Albarn as the counter example where he's basically trying to promote these bands rather than just like take their shit. Yeah. Yeah. I think we did lose something a little bit. There was a a real saturation of like that like global outlook, I guess. Mm-hmm. As stupid as it was. It was optimistic. It was like a I I think yeah, the flip side of it being like paranoid was the that it was a, a weird optimism. We're looking way. outward. Yeah. Yeah, even if it means doing questionable riffs. Yeah. Okay, what about this, though? Is it um, cultural appropriation for British synth-pop bands to affect, like, a German attitude and sing about Vienna? Or what about the first Ministry album, where he talks oh. like a, a British synth-pop guy pretending to be <laughs> German? <laughs> That's fair game. That's totally fair game. The I love that album. Game. Yeah, that album rules. It's the only ministry album I like. Yeah, it was all downhill after there. I don't want to hear you banging on trash cans in a factory. <laughs> yeah, leave that to the Germans. That's uh, that's Rosendi Neubauten, man. The Egyptians didn't even walk like that. That was just how they drew them. They they thought if you drew them, they would be preserved somehow, and you had to show both of their hands and their uh, at least one side of their face. It would be pretty funny if they did walk like that, though. <laughs> that would have been sick. <laughs> I I love the idea of just becoming an Egyptian walking truther. Yeah, <laughs> just that's my entire focus now. You have to ha- uh, you have to have like kind of like a Jordan Peterson style crackpot academic where they yeah. actually their area of study is like something in like math, but then they just decide to go all in on the Egyptian walk truther stuff, and it makes them way more popular online. <laughs> Yeah, it's in geography or something close like that. Yeah. <laughs> Did dinosaurs really walk the dinosaur? I don't think so. That's why Soldier Boy is a genius, because his song is about cranking that Soldier Boy. So it's self-evident that he cranks it because he's doing the dance right there. No one could deny yeah. that that's what it is. And he is Soldier Boy, so it's like, yeah, there's no confusion. I would love if thousands of years in the future people came across a hieroglyph of Soldier Boy cranking that Soldier Boy, and that was the only remnant of our civilization. And they thought we walked like that. We crank it to the we left just cranked and it all the crank way. that yeah, thing we now. Cranking it everywhere we went. <laughs> this is how they dressed. This is how they talked. Yeah, yeah the it only is. YouTube video that survives into the future is the one where Soldier Boy standing in the emptied-out pool teaching you how to crank that. Yeah, they had a strange form of locomotion. These people. <laughs> Very inefficient. No wonder they went extinct. I, if anything survives, I hope it's the Monster Mash. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be happy with Soldier Boy or Monster Mash. Right? That is yeah, the kind of stuff that survives. That's like right. Like old myths about monsters. That's what people remember. 
And that's the scariest monster myth of all. Yeah. Yeah. It shows how decadent our culture was because they're having a party and they're drinking and dancing. Mm-hmm. Well, the world burns. In that post-war utopia, people uh, people were able to imagine a a truly unbridled future where we could have every monster in one song. Yeah, you got Dracula's yeah. hanging out with Frankenstein's. But it is actually a good allegory for America because all those monsters are having fun and partying while it's them who visited all this suffering upon the world, right? Like it's Dracula and Frankenstein killing everybody else, but then... On the domestic front, they're just having a party. Well, it's also extremely problematic because what that song presupposes is that uh, each of the monsters, the mummies, the Frankensteins, the Draculas, the Wolfmen, uh, are not individual actors on their own with their own hopes and dreams. And the mash uh, serves to flatten it into, uh, in, into just one, one party where they're all the same. That's bullshit. true. We need to hear the the vampire mash, the Frankenstein mash, the mummy mash, etc. Yeah. There did have to be some sort of non-monster meddling going on, because I assume that's supposed to take place in America. Yeah, how did the monsters get to the mash? It could so, be yeah. happening you've in Transylvania. Transylvania. But... You've got a guy from Egypt. The only way mummies get around is if uh, they put them on a boat and bring them to the British Museum. I was that's just right. going to say that. Yeah, they probably uh, like stole the mummy, so... They put all yeah. those guys in that house, so like we can't really complain. Yeah, that mash that mash was a global effort, you know. Yeah, it's kind of like the UN of monsters. <laughs> Monster UN. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good song. Yeah, we need to do Monster UN as the song. <laughs> did Night at the Museum kind of rip off the Monster Mash? Oh yes, <laughs> I think they did. Getting back to the list, can I say that the only song that I think should be on this list? is Drowning Pool Bodies. I understand why that one is on here. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that probably shouldn't be on there. If I had made the list, I think it would be just that song. It would be funny to play that, though. Why Why is You're the Devil in Disguise by Elvis Presley on here? That's a, that's uh, a, st- that's a fucking stumper. The terrorists are devil. Well, you would want, wouldn't we want to think the terrorists are devils to drum up nationalism? I, I guess so. Because Elvis died on the toilet, and statistically, someone on 9-11 died on the toilet. Probably uh, like a tenth yeah. of those people. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It was the morning at work. They just got there. They're having their coffee. They don't really they, want to get into the workday. They're all rushing to the bathroom. Yeah. Honestly, that's what you want. The people who did work that morning, I mean, why did you do that? You're not getting that paycheck. The guy who went straight to the bathroom and was like, I'm going to play Snake on my flip phone. Yeah. That's the smart guy. Mm -hmm. You better enjoy that time. Man, Drowning Pool's bodies came out only five months before 9-11, where with all the thousands of radio stations in the country, you do have to figure somewhere one station was playing that right then, right? Must be, yeah. It would have taken a while for this memo to come in. Yeah. Foo Fighters Learn to Fly is on here. Uh, Sugar Ray's Fly. Those guys should have learned to fly. Come on, guys. Green Day, Brain Stew is on here. New York, New York. I don't know why you couldn't play that. Just because the city, New York. They didn't yeah. want people to... It's like, a bunch of them. I don't know. They wanted people to just be scared, I think. Yeah, they did not want people to start spreading the news. Anything about moving on, anything about uh, the spirit of America, they didn't want us to hear that. Man, this is really funny in context of like the whole snowflake... Uh, 
debate, you know? <laughs> you know? Yeah, like yeah, it's, it's only been in the last, I don't know, 10 years or so that canceling has become a, a left-wing thing. Yeah. But that's even that like, framing is such bullshit, like, though. political because, correctness and shit. But, but right-wingers love canceling people even more than left-wingers, right? Like, they love it. Yes. It's just been yeah. like a narrative that it's like a left thing. But it's really everyone likes doing it. Yeah, they love getting people fired, you know? Yeah. And when they won't, when they can't get fired, they try to get fired and then they end up quitting their job and being like, well, I got forced out, you know? Like, uh, was it like Brett Stevens, right? Who did that? Barry mm -hmm. Weiss. Which is like, Barry Weiss. Oh, was it yeah. Barry Weiss? One I couldn't them. remember which one it was, where it's like, they didn't actually fire her, but then she decided to leave anyway to act like she got canceled. You yeah, know? and then she said like she got bullied in the Slack channel, yes. which is, that's being a snowflake. <laughs> exactly, yep. exactly. If like two of your coworkers are gossiping about you and you're like, I'm leaving. That's a cr classic conservative move, though. Just like, yeah, exactly. Say that you were uh, not allowed to do something or you weren't welcome somewhere. Throw Throw a little tantrum about it. Man, bare naked ladies are on here. Even they could not escape uh, the mass cancellation of music. I didn't oh, know they had a for second the first song. Time, yeah. Oh, they have a few. They got a bunch of songs. Yeah. Uh, Pinch me. Pinch me. Yeah. What's the one where he raps about uh, being like Kurosawa? Oh, uh, one week. Yeah. Yes, bam. Yes, bam. <laughs> one week since I sucked a dick. They did the Big Bang Theory theme. Man, that yeah. is funny. That is a paycheck right there. Yeah. Was that like the smart person band that they could think of? <laughs> That's really like, all right, we need a band geniuses listen to. Yeah, and uh, Devo turned us down, so... Uh... We couldn't get a hold of Beethoven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what did geniuses listen to? Uh, probably Baby Einstein. Common? What's what baby geniuses listen to? Uh, adults listen to just Einstein. <laughs> oh. oh, okay. Like Einstein's lectures, yeah, with a with a chill beats to study to behind him. The audiobook of uh, the dictionary—that's what they listen to. I think uh, trying to close out here, man. We didn't even barely explore half the list because there's just so much stuff on here. But I just want to close with the thought that I was looking at this list alphabetized, and where it says "Rage Against the Machine," all songs on the list. I saw the artist beneath it and thought it said all songs, and that artist was Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> and I just think that would be fantastic. But If only. I think that's, uh, I, th I think 9-11 or no 9-11, we need to institute a, a complete blackout on Red Hot Chili Peppers songs on, on radio. Except on for any, Aeroplane, though. Except for Aeroplane. Because it has Dave Navarro. Song. I did notice yeah. that uh, I, I like to sing, I've seen fire and I've seen rain, music is my aeroplane. And both of those songs are on here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to the point where I've forgotten the first and last line of uh, each song. <laughs> <laughs> There's something to that. I think yes. that uh, James Taylor and the Red Hot Chili Peppers conspired to do 9-11, but we'll have to save that theory for next week. Neither one of them was in the towers that day. So. Yeah, quite suspicious. Right. Did they get a phone call? Hard to say. 